and we are continuing our journey uh, through talking about discipleship but using the analogy of growing a seed to maturity um, and last week we talked about being nourished by his word or fertilizer you gotta you gotta put fertilizer on the on the plant to help it grow strong and, and nourish it and nourish its roots and uh, we that around being stuck into get stuck into the word and yeah. we gave you it's very practical last week wasn't it mm, extremely yeah, yeah. We, we gave you loads of kind of kind of tools, tools really and stuff. And yeah yeah and yeah. um, we've had some uh, good feedback as well from that um, a lot of you seem to be really encouraged by it and uh, appreciated it so thank you so much for that um, but we've had some um, kind of feedback in terms of how people actually uh, you know engage engage with with the words yeah so one um, gentleman got in touch with us and said, I tended to read one book of the Bible at a time. And when I finished it, I would lose my momentum before finding another book to read. This was really unhelpful. So in January 2018, I decided to simply start at the beginning from Genesis and work through each book consecutively, one after the other, aiming to read something every day, giving proper, proper attention to what I read. It was remarkable how what I was reading time and again reflected my life circumstances and blessed and encouraged me. Sometimes what I read really provoked me and I would add thoughts in a journal about what God showed me. That's one of those dead tree things, isn't it? Where you write in a in a journal like with we a talked pen. about last week with, with a pen. Hand. With yes. a hand. Brilliant. Well, well done. Good. <laughs> Wrote in a journal. Um, Maybe it was digital journal. I don't know. So <laughs> he said right now, um, so this is October 2020, um, he is in Ephesians. Um, so he's expecting to get finished by Christmas. So it will ta have taken him just shy of two years to get through the whole Bible. Um, and he says, I'm not rushing it. And some days I just can't get focused. That's just honest, mm, isn't that's it? That's honest, life that's sometimes. What it's, what it's like. yep, yep. Something of note was when I read the Gospels, when I read the Gospels. And the Gospel being the? The first four books of the New Testament. Which is Matthew, Matthew Mark, Mark, Luke and, and John. John. Yeah. That's in Romans, follow on. Anyway, <laughs> um, so he said when he was reading the Gospels, that period really ministered to him. And it's no surprise, really, because Jesus is so obviously the centre of these books, although he can be seen through the whole Bible. Um, so, yeah, thank really, you for that feedback. Really good, lengthy, really good feedback. Yeah. Really encouraging to read. Uh, somebody else said on our Facebook page, uh, I read the uh, New International Version and the Passion Translation as, as daily go-to versions of Scripture. But to study, he uses as many as he can. Uh, <laughs> and he's got about 12 different translations in printed form and has in fact started using Bible Gateway, we talked about Bible Gateway last week, biblegateway.com, uh, for individual verses I want to pick apart and understand and go deeper into. Remember I talked about Bible Gateway having some really great resources on them, particularly if you kind of pay a very small subscription, monthly subscription, you can go even deeper, there's tons and tons of resources. And the last bit of feedback we had, and this was really good because we, we said that last week we'd like prod, and this was kind of a little bit of prod back, which was great. So it says, regarding the King James Bible, we perhaps don't... I had, I had a bit of a... I had a, did I have a dig at the King James? I, I, I said I wouldn't necessarily encourage people to use it these days for study or yeah. reading Yeah, and certainly publicly. not new Christians, yeah. I, yeah, definitely new not. believers. I, I, I tried to give the people that put it together originally way back when, you know, Due credit because they they put it together in the best way they could, but 
Yeah, I, uh, yeah. But this is a good thought. But this is a good thought about the King James Bible. So it says, we perhaps don't realise the impact that it had. Essentially, it democratised the word of God. It certainly did. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. Um, for the first time, ordinary people were directly exposed to its revolutionary message. Oof. So true. <laughs> and uh, this guy says, this was dangerous. It ripped through culture and continents. And then a question, what about our time? What's kind of the equivalent? Now, in our day, the internet has done that. You know, there is so, not only can you get a myriad of translations of the Bible, but you Mm. can get all kinds of commentary and, you know, people's thoughts about the Bible on blogs. And I mean, it's just wide open. Such as us right now. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what we thought. The internet has has really certainly democratised news and democratised access to all sorts of kind Mm. of biblical studies. Um, what do you think? Yeah, leave it, leave it in the live chat. What do you think? What do you think's uh, um, democratised stuff in our time? What's really changed? What, what's ripped through culture and, and has a potential to change culture? Uh, the internet, obviously a big one. But if you can think of anything else, leave it in the live chat. Yeah. Okay. So on to this week. On this to is, this week. Did we say this is week seven? Week seven. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> okay. Week seven is entitled Enough Light. So going on to the uh, website and the, the, this list, I'm not going to tell you how many how many bullet points are <laughs> in this list, but enough to say there's enough. Uh, number seven then was um, and we need to give our plants uh, enough light. Uh, mm. Not enough light leads to straggly, tall seedlings that won't be able to cope when replanted outside. Okay. So, yeah, so light is really important for plants to grow strong, not just to grow, but to grow strong. Um, they use light, don't they, for photosynthesis, uh, which is the converting of light to energy, to chemical energy that they can use as fuel. And, you know, we need light too as humans. Mm. Um, we need it for the production of vitamin D, which aids calcium absorption in the body, which we need for our strong bones. And we can't do everything we need to do without strong bones, can mm. we? I'm just uh, looking at that. Yeah, yeah. It seems to tie in with the assignment that I'm doing again. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird, that. Anyway, right. yeah, so so light. So we're just saying that light is really important yeah. for growth, isn't so it? So we want to yeah. try and pivot that, that, you know, about having enough light and pivot that into talking about discipleship yeah. uh, uh, and things like that. And basically, it can be summed up in this one sentence. We grow strong when we receive revelation from God. God's, God shines his light on us, as it were. Yeah, it says in Psalms 119-105, it describes God's word as a lamp to guide our feet and a light for our path. So we need the light of God's word. We talked a lot about mm. his word to show us the way in, in our everyday life, our everyday circumstances. It's It's no good kind of like having those times of just basking in the light of Jesus and his word at home but then we find ourselves like outside of that environment mm. kind of attracted to the darkness really as it were yeah, um, coming up you know, against issues problems uh, uh, personal attacks anything anything you think of that isn't isn't good but is indicative of of some parts of our society uh yeah, what what do we what do we do when we come up against that? Yeah, yeah. So it it takes a continual immersion in light, not just in those kind of, uh, you know, the secret place that we have with God, but just throughout our days and throughout our lives, um, because not only do we need God's light shining on us to help us grow, 
but we're called to be light bringers mm. into the world. We're called to be, um, you know, it talks about in the Bible that we are to be a city on a hill, not to yeah. hide our light under a bushel. So mm. we are to light up situations so wherever, and environments we go, with the we kingdom do. of God, wherever yeah, yeah, we go. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in order to be those light filled um, followers of Jesus, we need his light shining yeah, on us. Yeah. So, so we so, continually. Yeah. So, so we, and, and we, you know, like you, you said then that we, you know, we might soak in the presence of Jesus and uh, undoubtedly spirit is with us at all times if we're believers. Um, but, you know, the, the light of his word really helps us in those yeah. kind of dark times, those dark situations in which we might find ourselves. Because from the word we, we can, you know, have the revelation, we can get revelation, can't we, through his spirit as we read his word. Uh, but let's ask the question, what? what's what is revelation from god what is a what is revelation from god yeah, what, so, what do we mean by that when mm, we say that well i believe that revelation is the process by which god reveals knowledge of himself and his will um we receive revelation by his word sure, and yeah. also by his spirit because don't forget we have been invited into that relationship with the holy spirit and yes. if we've accepted Jesus as our Lord and Saviour then um, and invited the Holy Spirit in, then that's on the inside of us. Mm. He's on the inside of us, which is so exciting. Yeah. Um, and so God reveals his nature, so about himself. Mm -hmm. He reveals to us our identity in <coughs> Jesus, in all that Jesus is, you know, as children of God, he reveals that to mm. us. He reveals his plans for our life. He reveals his plans to us sometimes for the lives of other people around yeah, us. Even people who don't yet know him intimately. Yeah, in, in, yeah. yeah. And we'll come on to that yeah, a, a yeah. bit more. Um, he reveals his plan to the church, in, within the church, capital C. And he reveals to us the plans he has for the earth, for this world that we're living in. Um, so they can, it can be very in, internal, like for us, but it can be very external. What he reveals, yeah, yeah. for what he's what he's up to in this world that we're living in. Now, there's a book of the Bible which you've probably heard of, even if you're not a Christian and you're watching this, because lots of uh, action movies and apocalyptic movies and things like that have been based on 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 this. Sometimes it's called it's the Book of Revelation, and that's the very last book of the Bible and it's also got the longer title uh, depending which Bible you're reading it from uh, you could call it the revelation of Jesus Christ the mm -hmm. revealing of Jesus Christ it can uh, even be referred to as the apocalypse of John all that uh, conjures up all kinds of well, well this <laughs> things, is John it? being probably being the, the same guy who wrote the gospel of, of John uh, and so within this book it's this this vision john is revealing to us the vision given to him while he was on exile on the island of, of patmos mm -hmm. um, now apocalypse doesn't really translate as some world destroying mm -hmm. word um, but actually it's it's simply from the greek uh, apocalypsis uh, meaning unveiling a revelation yeah. a revealing of Jesus. So that's an example, isn't it, of, of God revealing himself to John mm. um, to speak to the church. Through, through a vision. Yeah, yeah, through a vision. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good example. So, I mean, we, we, so we talk, we talk about revelation. So revelation uh, could said to be prophecy mm -hmm. as well. It would be another word 
uh, for that, wouldn't it? It says in Jeremiah 3, uh, 33, verse 3, from the New Living Translation, it says, Ask me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets. You do not know about things to come. Yeah. Ask God, wow. and he'll tell you remarkable secrets about the things to come. You know, he was speaking to Jeremiah at that time, but um, this is something that um, we really believe is is for us as mm. followers of Jesus, that God wants to reveal secret things to us, things that we don't know yet about what is to come. Um, that, yeah, that is what he wants to do with us as individual believers and with the church. He wants to reveal so, those things. Jeremiah's in the Old Testament and, and God chose specific prophets throughout the Old Testament. Um, in fact, there's the you know, it's split up into uh, various kind of segments of the Old Testament and you have the major and the minor prophets. So they're mm -hmm. quite significant. Um, but he chose these prophets to reveal uh, his message for God's people, didn't he? But, but like you said, now we can all enter into a full relationship with God because we've got the Holy Spirit living That's within it. us. Each of us can hear God's voice. Yeah. And so that means that the church, capital C, so not just Freedom Church or any small church anywhere else, it's, it's big C, the church, we are to be his prophetic voice on the earth. What a, what a calling wow. yeah. that is, you know, to be his voice. Um, and, and really, yeah. we, we've got access. We've got access to, to, to heaven, the insights of heaven, and, and we can change the course of history. How, how cool wow. is that? Do you know, that's, on one hand, it's so exciting. And on the other hand, that's really, um, in a way, sobering that God has given us that calling, that he's called us to be a prophetic voice. And and so, you know, um, this is a rhetorical question, but what are we doing with that calling? Mm. It's just something to think about as we kind of talk a bit more about it. Let's just talk a little bit more about how the church can can just can change so mm. much how it can change how it can change the course of history so there's a story in in um, the book of acts yeah. and we're talking about peter and it tells us uh, that the apostle peter he, he fell into a trance and spiritually he's taken to another place well he has a vision in that place he has a vision of something and, and in in acts it says he he saw something resembling a large linen tablecloth descending from heaven and covering the whole earth and as it floats down, it says he sees all sorts of four-footed animals, reptiles, wild birds, and a voice tells him to prepare those animals for eating. Now, Peter responds, he says, those animals are unclean, and Jews can't, they can't do such a thing. But the voice replies to Peter, if God has made it clean, it's now clean. And so after, what's interesting is that after this kind of little episode, um, Peter's greeted by uh, a bunch of people asking him to come and visit a friend of theirs, a Roman captain, Cornelius. And Cornelius had also experienced a vision, and he'd experienced a vision of an angel who told him to summon Peter to his home. So God's talking to these people awesome. all over the place. So Peter accepts the invitation, goes to Cornelius's home, and we're told, actually, initially, that Cornelius tries to worship Peter, but Peter tells him to stand, explain that he's no different to him. So Peter's vision and his interpretation of that vision leads him to take what is quite a radical step because he begins to minister the gospel, mm -hmm. the good news of Jesus, to the Gentiles, i.e. the non-Jews. And that is astounding. That's a, you know, he, he sits down with these people uh, because of the vision that he's been given. And Cornelius, 
extends the invite because of the vision that he's been given from God. And in so doing, that the gospel is given to the Gentile people of this world, i.e. the non-Jews, and, and so then begins the, the extension uh, of God's kingdom in the earth. Wow! Wow! By the way, I just want to mention that that is in Acts chapter 10. 1 Corinthians 13, 12 says, Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. And um, this is a promise to us that things are going to become clearer as we walk with God. And I, I don't believe that that is a day that will happen when, um, you know, Jesus returns. Um, but that actually, as we live life with God, <coughs> he will continually reveal. We're working up to that point where, yes, we'll be made perfect and we will um, see things oh so clearly. But I do believe that, yeah, we're working up to that point and that, as you know, it, the Bible talks about us going from glory to glory. So if we're going from glory to glory, then God is revealing his glory to us and changing us. Mm, so shining we, his light on us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So um, so it's a process. It's not something that we're just waiting for. Oh, well, let's mm. just wait till Jesus comes back that day. Um, and uh, no, it's, it's, you know, we are to desire God's revelation, God's light shining on us, his light shining to our heart so that we can come to maturity and we can help others around yeah, us yeah. to come to maturity. And there was one person in history who, who certainly uh, helped those around him come to maturity. He lived out uh, a completely prophetic lifestyle. And obviously that person is Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and we, we just want to pull out some elements of, of the life that he led. And we're going to skim through these. You could actually take each one of these and do a whole teaching series on it. But we haven't got that that long and we want to try and be a bit more concise than we were last week. So let's pull out some elements of the life he led that, that will help us lead uh, or cultivate a yeah. prophetic lifestyle. So number one. So he had relationship with his father and we can see that. We can see that he has an intimacy with the father. You know, he's often just taking himself away to be with the mm. father. Um, he has intimacy with the Holy Spirit and he often just will take himself away to pray, yeah. to um, have a conversation with his father, to listen for his father's yeah, voice. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and, and boom, that's, that's, that's the bottom line, that's the foundation. Number one, yeah. have, a, have a prayerful relationship with, with Father God. That's that warmth that we were talking yeah. about a couple of weeks ago, yeah. that intimacy, that relationship with God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number two is some... some Jesus, we saw him sub submitting his will to his father's will. And that means for us that actually we, we, act, we, we, we genuinely work through or try to work through the best that we can uh, the vision or the prophecy that he's revealed to us. So Peter, going back to uh, that story in Acts and Cornelius, did their best to work through the, the, the prophetic mm. word that had been given to them, the vision that had been given to them, uh, and, and see it through to its well conclusion or or at least a part you know part way through that journey we just got to if he if, if he's revealed his will to us let's begin to actually work that through yeah 
That's right. So number three is that Jesus was sure of his true identity. He he knew who he was. He knew he was the son of God. And even when that was contested, when he was in the wilderness, Mm -hmm. he used the word of God to come back at what the enemy was trying to say. Um, So, you know, identity is absolutely crucial for our life with God that we know we are sure we know of who we are who we and are. who our daddy is who who we are <laughs> and whose we are yeah absolutely. Um, i've heard it say saying that those terms Brilliant. and identity is something that in the world it is being questioned all the time it is being undermined um so we need to be people who know who we are in christ Brilliant. and we help other people to discover who they are who their what their true identity is mm. as well so yeah. number number four uh was an awareness of the spirit realm jesus had an awareness of the spirit realm and that and that means that we it's it's it okay that's we acknowledge when we when we have say we've got an awareness of the spirit realm we're acknowledging that there's more to this to this life than, than just the things we can touch and feel It says in 2 Corinthians 4.18, let me back that up with some scripture. So we don't look at the troubles we see now, rather we fix on uh, our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. And the thing that's going to last forever is eternity with Christ. Yeah, and it's not that... In the heavenly realms. We don't see though we can't see those things now see that realm that dimension now we absolutely can and that's what god wants to reveal to us in this life it's bringing heaven Um, to earth right now where we're at yeah but that is what is going to last yeah but we're only glimpsing it aren't we it's revealed to us but we're they're tantalizing glimpses and 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 christ absolutely was where the spirit realm and, and as we you know try to be like he is we acknowledge uh, that there's more to life than this yeah so shall i move on to number five yeah so jesus what he spoke and what he did was only what the father spoke to and showed him he came to reveal the father reveal the father's kingdom the kingdom of god so um if we are to be the same we're jesus Mm -hmm. followers aren't we disciples of jesus then we must know what God has spoken and what God has shown in order to reveal him. Mm. Um, so knowing what the word of God says, um, living a life that is positioned to hear what the spirit wants to reveal to us. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Um, number six is, is Jesus confronted sin, but mm. he did it without condemnation. Uh, and, yeah. and actually then he, he showed and declared a better way so we then also have to uh, uh you know be bold when when we confront sin uh particularly when god reveals it to us but but we share that that god-given knowledge in a way that is full of grace and love like christ did so christ called out the sin but then he revealed a better way and so we are too we're to, we're to be bold in confronting sin, but we're to, sh- we're to, we're to confront that in, a, in, a, in a, a way that is gracious and loving and then show a better way, declare a better way, reveal a better way. It reminds me of the woman at the well when Jesus meets the woman at the well, which we, mm. we've actually talked about, talked about that, yeah. when we talked about water and the living water that God gives us. And it just reminds, us, uh, reminds me 
that um, Jesus knew um, the woman. He knew what kind of past she'd had. He even like calls that out. He says, yeah, she said, I'm not married. And he says, yes, you're not married, but you were married. Yeah. And then you've had all these subsequent been, relationships. That truth had been revealed to him. Yeah, yeah. he knew yeah. it. He knew it about her. But yeah, he didn't condemn her. But he said, you know what you really need? And he was speaking to her mm. identity. Mm. You know what you need? You need my living water because then you won't thirst again. And mm. you won't need all these other relationships and that are you know, negative in your life. So it just reminded mm. me of, of, of how Jesus approached yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that ties in then to number seven, that, you know, Jesus spoke truth, hope, and life. Truth, hope, and life. And so therefore, we, we don't do the opposite of that, which mm. we, we, we don't speak lies. Uh, we don't present pessimism yeah. or even cynicism. And we don't foster negativity. You know, we, we, we do the opposite of all that. We speak like Christ did, truth, hope and love. We don't speak lies, pessimism or negativity. And that's a real challenge, isn't it? Because we live in a very pessimistic, cynical, cynical world. world. Yeah. Particularly, I think, in, in England, in the UK, um, particularly how some of the media spins things. It's very critical, very negative, very pessimistic. They're, they're revealing and... a world that, that is... is is not is not you know it's not healthy it's not good it's 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 on its way down it's declining there's issues here there and everywhere and while there may be truth in that you know small bits of nuggets of truth in that um where's where's the optimism yeah in that? where's the hope where's yeah. the life yeah so the the bible says do not conform to the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so we mm. must be renewed daily by God's word, by what his spirit is saying to us, so that we can combat the type of thing that is being presented to, you know, people that we live with, that we that are around us. Yeah. Um, so that we can we can um, speak in the opposite spirit. Absolutely. We can bring That's the it. opposite spirit to yeah. what things look like or yeah. to how things are portrayed. Yeah. 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 So um the final thing we're gonna look at is that Jesus brought freedom. That's number eight. Um, so he was, I was going to say he shared the gospel. He was, was the gospel. gospel. <laughs> he and was he the, gospel. the gospel. <laughs> yeah. Um, he brought freedom. You know, he brought freedom to that woman at the well. Gospel literally just kind of means good news, you know, yeah. re revealing God. Yeah. Through, and that's exactly what Christ. Jesus did. Yeah. He was the good news and he still is the good news. And we are to reveal that to the world yeah. that he is yeah. the good news. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Fantastic. So that's just those eight points to help us think about, well, what did Christ did and how do we do that? And therefore, we become more sensitive to what God wants for us. Um, do we, here's, I mean, here's a question. Do we live our lives expecting to hear from God? Do, do we have an expectation of, of hearing what he's got to say to us? Uh, to, to hear from him about others that we, we live with, we work with, or just share life with, do we expect God to reveal solutions to us about mm. the problems mm. that we see around us? Do we have that expectation? Yeah, I really believe that he does. He wants to reveal um, solutions to problems. So that might be not necessarily uh, it could be, you know, practical mm. things, but um, solutions to problems that maybe people around you have in their relationships. 
you know, he, he wants us, obviously, we're not to like, just like wade into everything, but where God wants to use us in those things, I really believe he wants to reveal things to us, solutions um, that we can input then into other mm. people's lives and our own lives as yeah. well. I think if we challenge ourselves with those kind of questions, it helps us position ourselves in, in, into the right, mm. right, you know, mm. right frame of mind um, so that we can then help position and disciple others to be able to hear from God too. Definitely. Uh, so there are many different ways. Again, this could be so much longer, but there are many different ways that God speaks to us. Um, how, let, let's 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 finish with with just asking each other the question: mm. How do you personally hear from from God? Yeah. Um, so I've never heard like what we would call the audible voice of God, which is ac- an actual voice. Mm. Um, so kind of an angelic voice, you know, speaking yeah, on behalf something of God, external something like that, that yeah. is actually a voice. Um, but I know, I know that I've heard God's voice so, so many times and it's happened through like a range of different ways. Um, and I think God, the way God can give us perspective as well. So often, um, this isn't, I guess, directly about how God speaks to me, it kind of is. But when I'm out in nature, mm-hmm. I ha- God gives me a perspective about who he is. Um, which is really important, isn't it? We, we talked that, about what is that perspective then? His it? greatness, his awesomeness. Yeah. I just, you, I can look from something as small as a bee <laughs> to as big as the ocean, and just be like, "Wow, God!" And it just it lifts my eyes and it gives me perspective about how great and how awesome he is. And that's part of him. He's revealing his nature to us. So that's one way that kind of God speaks in quotes to me, <laughs> um, and. Uh, the other way is just that still small voice inside. When I, when I've turned off all the other noise, when um, you know all yeah all the other all the other voices that I might have turned to are turned right down, and I come to God, I'm like, you know what, I actually should have started here with you, mm-hmm. and then and then just that voice in inside in my mind, um, in my heart, just speaks, and as I I'm you know you just. You have to get yourself to that place of tuning into that voice, yeah. but that is often how God yeah. will speak to me yeah. um, about other people, about myself and my family. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Uh, well, I want to. I'll start there with what you just said because that's definitely one way. You know that that um, you know we, we we take time out mm-hmm. of whatever we're doing to listen to Him and let you know to take away other distractions mm. and, and just purposely physically be. Be present in the moment and 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 just listen out for what he has to say. You know, as you as you're praying and as you're as you're reading scripture, God, what are you revealing to me in this moment, in this time? Like going back to what the the guy said right at the beginning, the feedback from last week about when he reads the word, it just so happens to reveal mm. something about his situation that he's in right now. Wow, yeah, um, God knows. So that, God knows. So that's that's one way. And then yeah. the other way, and I've often said this again. I don't hear God's voice audibly or an angelic voice or anything like that maybe one day um but god often, i i like i love it how the fact that god wants to use things that we like to speak to us like you know you yeah. might like to go out and walk and be in nature well he'll speak to you reveal himself through those situations yeah. i like to read and watch movies and tv shows yeah, yeah. Uh, and i like to write i love i love writing blogs and things like that um markkelly.blog uh and um the things that make up my blog um uh, the one that i'm doing right now stories of faith and life is is god speaks to me as i'm reading something mm-hmm. he'll he'll just pull a nugget of wisdom 
out of whatever I'm reading and I'll go, have a think about that. Mm-hmm. Have a, have a, have, what, what, what does my word say about that, that you, that you, you know, that I've revealed to you. Um, if I'm watching a TV show or a movie, it doesn't necessarily have to be a Christian TV show or a Christian movie. It can be anything. And I'll go, what, what is it? What's the truth of, of who I am in, in this thing? And, you know, I, he kind of motivates me to want to go write it down. You know, so it could, and again, and it could be other things as well. It could be like a familial situation that that we're in. Or what of what are the kids teaching me about well, about God? What are they revealing? How are they revealing Christ through what they do and things they say to me? I was just as you were speaking, I was just thinking one of the major major ways that God speaks to me. But I can't believe I didn't mention this. <laughs> is through my kids, our kids, and yeah, because they're only, they are our kids. Yeah. yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah they're <laughs> definitely our kids. Um, not not just through things that they may may say to me or ask me, mm. but through relationship discovery and development of that relationship with our kids. Mm. God, over the years, ever since they were babies, has revealed so much, um, a lot of stuff about relationship, which mm. yeah, it's, it's been really precious. And the other thing is to be expectant. This week, God wants to speak to you. He wants to speak yeah. to you. He wants to speak to me. Yeah. Um, and you know we. Are we going to position ourselves to hear? Yeah. Um, so I just want to challenge you and me with that this week. Yeah. Yeah. How, how are you prompted by his spirit to, to investigate more, to look at more, to pray about more, to think about more, to meditate on? Yeah. Just, We'd love to are you Are you allowing his light to shine on you? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, what, what is revealed as, yeah. as his light shines and the darkness is expelled. God, I pray for each and every one of us, for us here and for those watching this, whenever you might watch this, will you reveal knowledge of yourself and your will to us? Father, help us, nudge us to be intentional about wanting to spend, spend quiet time with you. Holy Spirit, nudge us and challenge us as we're reading things, watching things, and just, just going about life in general. What things point to you, Lord? Yes, God. Help us, Lord, not to put you in a box. This is how you speak to us here, or this is how you reveal stuff to us here. But Father, mm. help us break out of our, our religious mm. box that we might have placed ourselves in and understand that you are so majestic, so awesome. Yes, You'll do whatever you need to do. We just need to be yeah. ready and willing to receive and to just bask in your glory. Mm. Yes. Help us, Lord. Amen. Amen. We'd love to hear Amen. what God is saying to you. Maybe you can share some of that in the feedback. Um, again, the feedback isn't about what, how we've presented it, but the actual stuff we've been talking about, and maybe we can share that next week. All right. Until then, have a great week. God bless you. God bless. Bye. Bye-bye.